We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So left, I usually wake up about 4.30 and I get my prayer in. Around 4.30, I get my prayer in. And sometimes after prayer, I'll hop on the elliptical or the treadmill. And sometimes if I'm tired, I'm like, man, when I wake back up around 6 or 7, then I'll hop into that and start preparing for the show. This morning, a tweet comes through at around 6.15. And it's from Adam Schefter. And I almost got in trouble because I almost elbowed my wife in the sleep. <laughs> in her sleep. Yeah, I almost caught her in the eye, left. Those are the worst. Oh, that's, 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 that's the worst one. Let me read you the tweet, bro. You know, most of you have already seen it, but man, this, whew, my Lord, my Lord. Sources, the Bears already have been approached by multiple teams about trading the draft's number one overall pick. And Chicago is said to be leaning towards moving the pick. So the number one pick now looks like it's for sale. Boy, let me tell you something, left. I wish I had his phone number. I would have been, I would have went back to the gas station thing, like, hey, bro, you just work, man. We just need you to work on your accuracy. Everything is set up. Everything is set up for us. Come on, one. Just work on that accuracy. And That's it's right. Easy. That's it's right. It's all being set up. But it made me think about something, left. Because we're seeing the value of getting the best player in the draft or who is perceived as the best player in the draft. Most of the time it's the quarterback because that's the most important position. And we got teams trading, making offers to trade to go get their guy. It made me think about Notre Dame left. And LL Nation, tap in with us. Who would be the guy, theoretically, when you look at the Notre Dame roster that you say, if you were another college team and trading was allowed, that you would say, we're going up to get that dude. Or 
Who's the best player on the Notre Dame roster? That's another way we could say it. Is there a clear cut? That's the best player on this roster. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I say I don't know. I don't know if we have a clear cut best player like a Michael Mayer that was like the clear cut best player on our team last year. I don't know if we have that guy this year. I think mm. we have a bunch of really really good guys, but I wouldn't trade in the draft the number one pick. I would I would trade in the draft the number one pick because I wouldn't particularly think that. One guy stands above all the Notre Dame guys that we got right now. Maybe somebody's going to pop during the season. But we just have a pretty good team all around. Let me throw some candidates at you. Uh, someone in the chat said Joe Walt. Mm, Aldrick Estime. You would trade up for the... First pick of the draft? Is that what you're No, saying? I'm just attacking the, the simple question of who is the best player. Unquestioned best player on this roster. I don't know if there's an unquestioned. I think they're all really, really good, but it's like they they all have pros and cons. Like you like Michael Mayer, like his cons are like he could probably be better than the run blocking. Okay, so can you can you win a, a championship without having an unquestioned best player. No. You need a best player. Well, what's the last team that won a championship without having the unquestioned best player? You might I don't know if it's ever happened. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I can't remember. 
Ohio State with Ezekiel Elliott. They beat Bama that year. Then the year after that. You know what? For those of you, you know, because we have tons of young Irish fans that subscribe, watch us, or listen to us. I'm thinking about the 1988 team. And I'm really trying to – I don't know if the 88 Notre Dame team had an unquestioned best player. Mm. Maybe it was Tony. Some people might say Rocket. Some people might say one of the old linemen. You had Ned Bocar. You had Todd Light, but Todd Light was young. I don't even think he was really prime Todd Light in college yet. He wasn't first round a, a draft pick yet. You know, Ricky Waters was young. Mm. That's in a that's interesting, man. That's an interesting question. Wow. So so this year, Jalen Carter was the unquestioned best player on Georgia. I mean, you could you could rotate the best players. I mean, had. or you could say Brock Bowers. Yeah, I mean, they, at Keely least there was somebody. Yeah. There was somebody. Yeah, guys. They, yeah, they had the, all the best players. <laughs> Last year. Yeah, right. he definitely. Yeah, Jordan Davis. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Davis. Yeah, come on. You know, when Clemson had their run, their quarterbacks, Sean and Trevor. That's how they got there. That's how they won. Yeah. Mm. How State was Zeke Elliott? Twenty twelve was Eddie Lacy and Amari yeah. Cooper. So we might we might see Notre Dame win a national championship when that unquestioned that unquestioned dude could pop up. He could be in the sophomore class. They usually don't pop up. They usually know about him going into the season. Like Will Anderson, you knew about what? No, Will Anderson was a red shirt freshman when he popped. No, he, yeah, he had been there. He needs something. He needs something like. When he oh, popped. that's because he was sitting behind somebody that was he already was sitting behind dudes. So yeah. I'm saying Jalen Jalen Sneed has the talent to be the unquestioned best player on the on the on the roster. Yeah. He has the talent. You know, if Sam Hartman balls out, he can solidify himself. But was Sam is Sam the best player on a great team type of player? Or is he a Really good player when the team is really good. Like he'll rise, to, he'll rise and play. Like Jack Combs is is taking what Notre Dame has revived him with and is killing it in the XFL. Shout out Jack Combs, getting a mm -hmm. nice dub, looking good doing it. But man, is Sam Hartman a guy that you're like going into the championship game? Like man, we got Sam Hartman. We gonna be all right, or is it, man? What's Notre Dame? We in the championship game. We got, we got passing game. We can run. We got defense. Right now, that's what we're going in as. As a like, we're like, for instance, TCU is a really good team. No superstars. 
That's why they didn't win when it mattered. Mm. Good point. Good point. Max Duggan is good not point. a best player in the Max Duggan is a good player that's old on a team that got a lot of other good players that are old and transfers or, you know, whatever. Look and at you Tennessee. Feel like, you feel like that was the same problem for Michigan property. Yeah. The year before, Michigan had two, def- two defensive players. Well, they had Aiden Hutchinson, who was without question the best player on their team. Without question. Without question. And even though they got dog walked, pun intended, by the Georgia Bulldogs in the semifinals. I mean, it wasn't even it wasn't even a thing. <laughs> that team was probably better than the team that lost to TCU this year. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Now, can JJ McCarthy become the unquestioned best player on their team? He's just a really good player too. Come on, man. He's a really he's good player. That's my Chicago dude. Don't don't. He's a re- okay. Does he have do that, the impact? That Chicago dude. He is no different than what JT Barrett was to Ohio State. A really good player, but he's he not just a lot. He meant a hell. He meant a hell of a lot to Ohio State, bro. He does. Yeah. No, JJ McCarthy means. Oh, so what hurts? You know what hurts JT Barrett? He's not like super athletic. Uh, you know what hurts? They won a championship without him. Oh. They went and won without him with the backup. That <laughs> just that just showed you the amount of talent that was around him. That's true. But it, but he is the winningest Ohio State quarterback of all time. Undoubtedly top five Big Ten quarterback of all time. Numbers and all included. One of my best friends. But he wasn't Justin Fields. JT, you know what? I would I would actually rock with you on him being a top five Big Ten quarterback. Oh, of course. He just didn't win the Heisman, unfortunately. But he was in the room. That's debatable. That, that's truly debatable. I wouldn't push back immediately on that. I would have to really – yeah. So – Yeah, I would have to – I would have to sit back and really kind of research – but J.J. McCarthy would be another great Michigan quarterback, was in two playoff games, going to win a lot of games by the time he's done. Mm. But he's not a – who's Michigan? He's not a Tom Brady. Or, or, or not, not saying that. He's not a – what's Michigan's last big first-round quarterback? <laughs> I can't even remember. <laughs> Chad you know, Hitty? They, they haven't had one. Oh, shit. Okay, he's not a – Trevor Lawrence, where yeah. Trevor Lawrence has a similar career path where he's winning a lot of games, makes it to the playoffs and all that, but he's a clear-cut first-round pick. Is J.J. McCarthy a clear-cut first-round pick next year? He's a really good player, but there's just a difference. Like, J.T. is a really good Big Ten Ohio State legendary quarterback, but he's not Justin Fields where – He's a number one pick in the draft type of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just think JJ McCarthy's more on a great for college NFL pop talent. You know. Yeah. Jake Smith says with that rationale, was Stetson Bennett a great player? For uh, Georgia, yeah. I mean, Jake, first of all, he wasn't a great player. Come on, stop. For he Georgia. Was a, he was a he was a 
A fortune, he's a fortunate player. He did what was asked of him, bro. Yeah. He was not, he was never asked to carry a football team. It's like uh it's like he's like one of those players. Like I, I literally saw I've seen great quarter, I've seen Tim Tebow in big games literally carry Florida. Stetson Bennett was never asked to do that. Stetson Bennett darn near lost the game against Ohio State for playing like boo-boo for about a quarter and a half. He's just so, a, he's like a, a a trust kid, a benefactor of a inherited wealth. So he's a trust fund quarterback. Yeah, trust That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, just he's in, he inherited a million dollars as a 12-year-old and created great companies off of that million dollars. But is he great off of that? Or did he just inherit a bunch of money? <laughs> so like, you know, hey, when you're asked to do, when you have a team like that, I want to tip my cap to the Stetson Bennett's in college football history. Because as a fan, you know, you can say things, or as a host of a podcast or in any media platform, you can say things and make it seem like you're dismissive of what young men do. But the game is not easy, bro. It's not easy. Like I try to tell people, I played up to I played high level high school basketball. Well, wait in the a city minute, of Chicago. Well, wait a, well, wait a minute. Okay, I, I gotta gotta say it though. Go ahead, Jake Fromm. When I was at Florida, we played against them. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. only threw the ball nine times in the game. That's pretty damn easy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what you're saying is the Georgia quarterback is only asked to do so much. <laughs> and and I get that. But still, Jake Fromm, when he had to. Lost Oklahoma, the game. That's why they never won a championship. No, but when he had to against Oklahoma in the semifinals, Jake Fromm showed up with his arm to match Baker Mayfield. Right, and then to give the running game uh, an opportunity to take over late in that game, so you know it's not to punch at the achievement of a Stetson Bennett or a Jake Fromm or guys like that. It's just to say, like, okay, yeah, they were really good at what they were asked to do, but they're not Deshaun Watson, they're not Trevor Lawrence, they're not Trevor Lawrence. Flat out took over the game in the semifinals against Ohio State. This flat out took it over. Yeah. Just took it over. Started running dudes over. Yeah, dude. Just took it over after getting clocked. After just getting got, smashed. Just got mad. I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm taking this over. Yeah, right? like, forget all this. I'm going to just Sean, for two years, just took the game over against Alabama. Lamar right? Jackson took the game over for all them years. So, I look, so we have to be careful because when we say things, we're not being disparaging or we're not trying to make disparaging remarks about – Stetson Bennett and people like that, but it's levels. Yeah, because levels, it's levels, it's levels to these things. What is Bryce Young? Is he a first pick of the draft if he's at USC? I, I being fair, if he had Lincoln Riley as a head coach, I would say yes. Being no, fair, if he had, uh, if he had <laughs> the coach he was gonna have going into USC. Oh, you talking about the coach before Lincoln Riley? 
Oh no, that was a man. Uh, well, I don't know. They ended up having a first round. I mean, Sam Donald went first round. Now they got a Sam coach Donald. after him, right? Wasn't it coach after? Oh, Sam? he was an interim coach. Oh, yeah, he was an interim coach. But I'm look. I'm just saying, when you think about it, you know, Notre Dame is probably that half step away of that those one or two players elevating themselves to that level to be the unquestioned best player, right? Like we said, they didn't get a national championship out of it, but there was no question that for two years, Will Anderson and Bryce Young were let's those are best players on your team, right? And because they're the best players on your team, you have a championship level team. Now, whether you can go out and complete the task, that's, that's on game. you, yeah. right? So Notre Dame might be a half a step. That half a step might equal another year. But we, yeah, it, but we it might equal another year. But every big game, it always comes down to. The, the best players in, in college football making a play over us every mm. time. Because mm. every get big game, even in 2012 championship game, we was waiting on who's going to pop like they're popping. We saw Amari. We saw Eddie Lacy. And then on our side, we was like, "Is where's Eifert? Where's, who's going to be that guy next? Facts. Facts. And it I never came. It just felt so... Like, we wasn't supposed to be there. Like, Michigan and Georgia two years ago. Georgia's just popping. Everybody just, just like, it was, like they never missed a beat. Yeah. Didn't find a soul on Michigan. Who was the, who was going, where was the impact going to come from? They just looked like a team that was out there. Yeah. And in big games like that, we need to stop looking like the team that's just out there because that's sometimes how we, <laughs> how we look. Yeah. Yeah. I can rock with that. I like in 20, was it 2018 when we played Clemson in Dallas? We were just waiting. Who was go, who was going to be the guy? Who was going to step up and be the guy? See, that's why we said that's ND for effort. Like effort is never going to be the issue with Notre Dame. Yeah, we tried hard. Like, yeah, Notre Dame is going to try hard. They're going to put, they're going to play hard. But there was drives on in that game. Yeah, he was like. It's an easy three and out. I don't even know. Yes. We just punt it. Punt it on first down. Right. Hopefully, we get a pick from Julian yeah. or we get a turnover from our big dudes up front. Yeah. But punt it on first down because they got four All Americans and they making Ian look really unathletic. Can't, can't who we gonna throw it to? You know, it was just it was just a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> we were in the game, but it was yeah. like, are we really? You know. Yeah. And here's a man, Coach Vic. Thank you for tapping in with this question. Can you win a championship with your best players being old linemen and tight ends? And Clearly, then Mike uh, Mike Huff says, "Look, as important as a left tackle is, and Alt is the best. If he's your best player, you ain't winning." To me, skilled players are more importantly your quarterback needs to be your best player to win big, or somebody that rushes the passer. Yeah, check this out. Check this you out. Know. We have from the offensive line and tight end included. They have made close to probably a billion dollars in the NFL in the last. Oh, combined facts. All the contracts. Facts. facts. Zach Martin's got a hundred million. 
Facts. Quentin Nelson's got a hundred million. Ronnie yeah. got a hundred million. Yeah. Uh, Zach Eifert got a, a hundred million something. Kyle Rudolph got about a hundred million. Like those are the wealthiest. If you want to come to Notre Dame as an O line or tight end, you want to be a wealthy guy. Yeah. Even like things. Yeah. All that money they've made in the trenches and then tight end has not equal to the talent it takes to win a championship. Yeah. That talent is obviously valued because it's, it's, I mean, they've been running them numbers up. If I was a recruit and I was Harry Heastan, I would just be like, look how much money I've made, my guys. Hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions. Multiple. Come get rich with Harry Heastan. I would just be talking about money with Harry Heastan. NIL, what do you mean? I just got Zach 100 mil. Ronnie, 100 mil. Quentin, 100 Mike McGlinchey's about to get what seventy from the Bears, maybe. Come on, I mean, no, nah, I don't think <laughs> McGlinchey. McGlinchey gonna come on home. If man. the Bears trade back, if they trade back beyond four, they're getting the kid from Northwestern because Ryan Poles has been there like. There's no reason uh, to go to four from North four Northwestern games at all. <laughs> There is no reason to go to four Northwestern games at all. No, 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 Ryan no. Poles went to four Northwestern games. Mm-hmm. So it's obvious he's 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 interested in the left tackle. Well, he's pretty no, obvious. Lost some first round corners. And so that's that's he's probably in the seven to ten range. Yeah. You know, so you know, there's a report out there that somebody's offering all of their ones and twos from this year mm. to move up. That and some picks next year, but mm, they're coming from way right. back. They're coming from way back to the come kid, up to number who? one to get one of the quarterbacks, bro. Who is to way get one of the quarterback for a quarterback? Who's way back? No, Denver's up there. Denver, Denver doesn't need a quarterback. Sean Payton may be thinking about the future. Shoot. <laughs> I ain't going in there with no Russell. In in Sierra, I Sean, hear, Payton, Sean Payton didn't like that new Sierra single, bro. Man, Sierra is the most delusional <laughs> housewife on the planet. What are you talking about? Could now look, it's a new could Carolina come up from nine with a new could coach. C. C. Stroud, Bryce Young, maybe. Could Washington with Eric B. Enemy come up from 16? And get who? Sam Howell. I mean, is is Bryce better than Sam Howell? Oh. What if Tampa came up from nineteen? I like Kyle Trash. Shout out Kyle Trash. He was with me in Florida. Kyle is sneakily a pretty good player. I just, you know, he learned on the. T- I think he's gonna be really good. Shout out Atlanta. Kyle. Atlanta could definitely come up from eight. The the dude seven eight nine are the targets in my opinion. Yeah, those are the three teams that can come from way back. Offers. Price look good in Atlanta. You're talking about Carolina, Atlanta, and Vegas. All three. Oh, Vegas probably can come with a haul to go get a quarterback. Josh McDaniel. The type of quarterback that he likes, he probably would lean to towards 
C.J. Stroud. Because yep. he likes the taller quarterbacks, the pocket guys. I can see that. I can see that. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Got some film for you, Left, as we get ready to get out of here, man. Yeah. A young man that I think you're going to like a lot. He can do everything. Absolutely everything. This young man hails from <sighs> Louisiana. MHS, many high school in many Louisiana. Class of 24. His name, Tylen Singleton. Left the kid is being looked at as a linebacker. But I don't I don't care. I absolutely don't care. I don't care what they get him for, bluff. Kid can do everything. <laughs> Just a, another superstar, athletic, gifted kid that has great football instinct. Um. You know, to do it all, kids, I don't know. It's just different. I feel like now at Notre Dame, you just want to be a, a guy that can play a role really, really well. I think on defense so far, I mean, from an aggressiveness standpoint, is there a physical standpoint, is there, you know, obviously he's athletic. But um, look how far back he is left. <laughs> That's what you want, though. You want guys with that type of aggression. Like, this is like a, how Xavier Watts film was. Just all over the place, big athletic kid, very instinctual. I think with the right role defined on a team, he'll be a special player. Um, He's definitely got an it factor about him on film where you just – Love to watch him play, but you know he'll—he's one of those go to Alabama and be really special type of guys too. But I think for us, this when we talked about players, we need just to change the landscape. He—he he can be a top player in the country, you know. Provided you play that Jeremiah Wusu role, I can see him in that. Being an impact player, I mean that that jumping and tackle is crazy. <laughs> but but it shows a guy with a motor, man. You like to see that, you know. So uh, <laughs> I uh, I think it would be great to get him, but athletes like this usually come with a lot. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, ranked 59th nationally, number two player in the state of Louisiana. They already got Jaden Osbury out of there at the linebacker position. This young man played, look at him, he's playing cornerback now, he plays slot, safety. Notre Dame wants him to play linebacker with that extreme speed and motor you talked about. I knew you would like this kid because of the aggression. Yeah, I think like Dion, even though he's catching a lot of flack for it, he's right. You want a kid that Got something wrong with him defensively. Yeah, no, I see that Dion's going on the petty train. You know Dion Sanders is going on the petty train today. He he didn't say it right, but that's how they recruit anyway. He did speak. He did speak an ugly truth though. Yeah, I mean, because look that's at the that, unfortunate part. That is how, how a lot of coaches feel. Look at how these universities accept these kids. That you like, how did you get in here? And they turn around and get in some crazy trouble. And mm-hmm. I mean, these coaches know what they got to recruit. But football is not a, a a gentleman's game like tennis. You know, this is yeah. You need some a kid that's not afraid to go put his head in some traffic. Especially yeah. yeah, especially and it, to do that, you got to be a little messed up for real. Yeah. Because it don't it take a, a, a messed up person to uh-huh. want it. You you gotta be messed up to play the game of football, period. Yeah, I don't you care gotta, who you yeah. are. To stay safe. Because <laughs> you could be playing with people that's not safe. You're a special man if you play football in yeah. college and professional. You so let's let's stop trying to make it seem like these are all doctors and lawyers that just hanging out. That's a club sport. Lucky and Lefty podcast, man. Thank you for everybody to tap in today. CFB Nation, Irish Breakdown, tap in on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Then follow us and subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure you smash that like button for us and hit the notification bell so you'll know every time we post something or go live. You know what time it is, love. Petticoat. It's time to get petty. Well, we did a good job executing. Now, are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction?
Petty Junction, pettiest story of the day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. I'm going to go out on a limb, Bluff, but you know I don't care going out there by myself, especially when it comes to certain subjects. I'm going to put Deion Sanders on the petty train. <laughs> That's an ugly truth that does exist, but Dion, come on, man. You have to know when and where. You have to be more cognizant. Like, dude, that's you're not <laughs> you're not helping. It's like what keeping it real goes wrong. Yes. Absolutely. But I want to put left, you weren't here. You you had, you know, your appointment Friday, so you had to get out of here early off the podcast. And on a petty train, I put the administration for the University of Alabama. And I, I basically pleaded with them to do what was best for Brandon Miller moving forward in the situation. I said it's about to get tough. I said people are about to start nitpicking and looking for any and everything to be upset with this young man because they don't want him to play regardless of the, how things have gone and the police saying he's no longer considered a suspect, a part of the investigation. They cleared him. People are still angry that he's playing. And that's the core of it. They're just mad. They don't think he should be playing. And so when I see all of this Twitter rage on Saturday, I started laughing. Right, because I'm laughing to myself, and I say, I guess people forget what they were like when they were 18. Right, you know, here you have an 18 year old young man, 18 year old man who literally, for legal reasons, was staring his future dissolving right before his eyes. He gets cleared. He's back playing. And he does what most 18-year-olds do. He thinks selfishly. He thinks selfishly. He thinks about himself. Like, yo, I'm back to playing. My first game was on the road. I scored 41 points. Now we come home. Man, let's do what we always do. Introduction, they do the same introduction they've done all year. Here comes the Twitter rage. See, this is my problem with the Twitter rage. Twitter rage. Not that I don't agree with Alabama not reading the room, Nate Oates not being more aware, as I begged him to be on Friday's show. The walk-on athlete that did the opening celebration, the introductory celebration, not being more aware. Brandon Miller not being more aware. But I expect an 18-year-old not to be aware of everything. I expect that. I expect him to continue to do everything he's been doing and not think about the impact outside of himself. That's what 18-year-olds do. They operate selfishly. 
And my anger with the situation came from words like disgusting being applied to him, adjectives being placed upon him. Like he purposely went through this to just, man, thinking like I'm about to disrespect everything that's going on. He's 18. You know what you call this left? You call it a teaching moment. This is a moment to pull the young man aside and say, hey, you might want to think about some things. You might not want to do that at this point in time. Instead of trying to call him out of his name, which you want to do anyway to tell the truth because you're mad he's playing in the first place. That's where angers me left because I come from a place of and, and dealing with youth for over 20 years and, and mentoring for over 20 years and the work never stops. Matter of fact, the work picks up when they turn 18, 19, 20. Because in society, we just want to assume they're grown and we just want to throw them to the wolves because they're 18. There's more work to do. This was a teaching moment for Nate Oates. And when Nate Oates came to the press conference, he said, I was made aware. I sat and talked to them both and it won't happen again. That's coaching. That's what Lou Holtz did. For Jerome Bettis, Tony Rice, and all of the young men that came from different situations to Notre Dame. He not only coached them on the field, he coached them off the field through some tough situations, some selfish decisions they made to make them better men. That's Nate Oates' job. That's the job of the University of Alabama, to bring young people into mature adulthood. But when I see adults wanting to lash out at an 18-year-old, like they forgot what 18 was all about. Man, sit on the petty train. When you can sit behind a keyboard and call a young man disgusting, sit on the petty train. There was no malice intent. Those two young men then wake up on Saturday morning saying we're about to disrespect the death, the unfortunate death of the young lady from the incident. They did what they were always doing without having wisdom and foresight of seeing the spillover effect and how it would impact others. That's what happens with teenagers. So before you lambaste the young man, how about being part of the solution? How about that? Go, some, go find somebody that needs some help where you live and mentor and help and pour into their lives. That's one of the biggest problems in society. We're always so quick to try and call somebody something rather than being part of the solution. And for that, I throw those people on the petty train. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And if you do your homework, the celebration started on the AAU circuit it has nothing to do with guns. Nothing. The pat-down has no cultural meaning with a gun. Do some research. It's done in high school gyms all over America. Every part of the city. And it has nothing to do with guns. I understand the sensitivity of the situation. 
but he's patting him down like he's looking for a gun. That's not even what it means culturally. It's not even what it means. And I'm glad Nate Oates took the time to teach the young man, both of the young men, where they went wrong. Because it was a teachable moment. It wasn't a moment to pile on because you don't want the young man to play anyway. That's the main issue. And left until he leaves, they're going to be mad when he smiles on the court. They're going to be mad when he shows emotion out of hit after hitting the three. Anything that he does moving forward, people are going to be mad because they don't think he should be playing. Period. And that's why I begged the University of Alabama and they oats to do do right by this young man and be the wisdom that he needs to get through the rest of this college season because it's about to get tough it's about to be tough if he were my son i would have told him son we're about to go hide for three months and prepare for the nba draft because i knew what was coming i knew saturdays like we just had i knew it was coming and i knew the moment the moment they could use anything to try and tear him down, they would do it. I knew it. I was just waiting for it. I knew it was coming. And our hearts and our prayers and our condolences continue to go out to the young lady and the family. They were impacted. Also, the life of a daughter, of a sister, of an aunt, of a friend. We're so sad that Jamia Harris is no longer with us. It's sad. No one is diminishing that. It's a loss. It's a loss of a young sister, might I add, left. That hits our heart. We don't want that to be the case. But what's not about to happen? Not about to allow people in the media, especially those at big networks, to take this moment to do what they really wanted to do. But because he was cleared by the police, they didn't have the opportunity. And as soon as they got the opportunity, they didn't talk about, they really weren't trying to get at the act. They were trying to get at the person. Then you're not slick. You're not, you're not slick. slick. You just use the act to really go at what you really want to go at, and that's the young man. And for that, you got to go on the petty train. On the petty train. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. So once again, our hearts and our prayers go out to the family and everyone connected and impacted by the loss of Shamia Miller, a young sister, lost her life to just what I can only describe as <laughs> incredibly ignorant use of gunfire and anger to settle a situation.
It continues to be the narrative, man. It continues to be the narrative. But stop making her life about this young man in college basketball. Because the loss of her life is bigger than college basketball. And the more you try to come at him, the more you diminish her. She's bigger than that. She's bigger than that introductory pack down. Don't be contacting her family, asking them about some introductory pat down. You're not helping them cope with the situation, but this is the type of ignorance being displayed by the media over the weekend. What are we doing? Take a seat on the petty train. Anything from you, Left? No, that was good. I think that definitely is probably the pettiest. They probably filled up the train with that one. Man. Almost thought we lost LeBron yesterday when he said, I thought I heard it pop. I was like, oh, snap. So dramatic. I do think uh, the XFL being mic'd up during the games is pretty dope. It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. You probably get a little bit more than you probably want to hear. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, there's some aspects to it that I think would be nice for the NFL game. That one, two, or that two, three, four point system, or whatever. Yeah. I think it makes it better for sports betting. Shout out to uh, Jack Cohn and Alizé. Alizé, yeah, that's right. Alizé was in there looking man. huge. He looks huge, man. <laughs> Doing that thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I don't know, left, man. Uh, people going to keep me on my knees, man, praying. <laughs> this is a lot. It's a lot going on. People crazy. Yo, so we'll see you guys tomorrow, man. This week we do have, I don't know which day. It hasn't been confirmed. It's going to be either Tuesday or Wednesday, former Notre Dame and NFL offensive lineman Robert Hainsey is going to join us this week. There we go. Hainsey's going to talk to us about this O-line coach situation and playing with Tom Brady. Sheesh. Now I did uh so I heard he said is uh, he just doesn't want to do the recruiting anymore. But he, he gets in the building a lot, sneaking in, trying to work with the guys as much as he can. He just don't want to be the the full time coach of what it takes to do that. He just wanna coach football. So he's on his Kevin Durant right now. He just wanna play ball, man. When that dude left his Tommy left, man. Carry on some, some bull right now, man. <laughs> Shout out to everybody. Tap the end of the day for left. Oh, Sean Davis, man. Have a great Monday, but most of all, you have to make sure that you spin it different. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Man, I'll be on with Ryan Roberts in about an hour.